Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. So welcome back to another episode of Those Anime Girls. Yay! We here. We here. So um yeah. Back at it again. Right. Get into things, you know, how things go now. We always start with anime news. So I will start with that this week. Ooh. Gonna keep it short and sweet. You know, everybody knows that. Well, not er maybe not everybody, but most people know that the new <laughs> fall season has already started. You know, some of the shows that already uh, the first episodes for the new seasons have come out are My Hero, Spy Family, Golden Camelie, and I think when we're recording it today, um, on the fifth, this is the first day for um, Mob Psycho. So, following that, my uh, short little news is just that. So Bleach's Thousand Year Blood War arc is the first episode is releasing on October 10th and it finally has been announced, you know, I think in every other part of the world, I think it's going to be on Disney Plus, but in America is the way the place you can watch it will be Hulu. Oh, I'm excited. Oh. I won't I might not be caught up by then, but you might not. The 10th is 5 day <sighs> 5 plus 5 is 10. You won't. <laughs> It's okay Ooh. though. You see the faith that she does not have in me. However, That's wait. What it is. Okay. Come back to me on the next episode. And then, and then, you know, if I, I might admit defeat at that point. But this time, I still have a it's five not, day fight hey, chance. It's just, you have t the time that you have and the things you I'm have. I'm off five days. Five days. Huh? I said I'm off for five days. Okay, now, wait, am <laughs> I really? Yes, I am. But you did, but you do have things you're doing. You're right. Okay, so technically I'm off for three days. Okay, so, make it two. So what two. episode are you on? And for my week's episode, <laughs> you... <laughs> it's not not having faith. It's just like it just isn't realistic for what all you have to do. You know, and even five so days. Be done with the three hundred. Okay, let me see. I'm honestly on episode. Let me, because I was watching it last night, and I got through, I think I'm on 124-ish. Okay. I think that's where I'm at. I'm like 123, 124. I can't remember if I fell asleep on that last one or not, but um, mm -hmm. that's where I'm at. So, yeah. That, <laughs> that's as far as I've got so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got so a bit to you, go. Just a tad bit. Even with skipping all the arcs for right now, I still yeah, have Yeah, but go. skipping the fillers, you still... I mean, the you arts, know. the fillers. <laughs> you still uh, got a little bit. A ways away. A lot of it. But um, you get in there. You know what? I will have it done by AWA, and that's all that matters. That's not bad. That's like um. But I have faith five for five days. days. Yeah. Huh? And I, I said I have faith for my five days. So, But, but in the event that I'm not, you know? I have another goal. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, that's all I was gonna say for today. So uh what what's your news? <laughs> um mine is also very short and sweet, cut dry to the point. It is Ghibli Fest or 2022 Gib Studio Ghibli Fest, which has been going on for a while. I know the last time I mentioned it was when we talked about Kiki's Delivery Service. That was back in July, August. This time, it's my all-time favorite, Spirited Away. It's going to be showing in select theaters near you October 30th, November 1st, and November 2nd. So make sure you just type in Studio Ghibli Fest on 
Google. It'll take you to the very first link. And if you click it on the movie, Spirited Away, it'll prompt you to put your address or, excuse me, your zip code in so you can figure out how close it is to you. So I definitely recommend everyone going to see it in theaters. So yeah, I'm super excited about that because I will definitely be there one of those days to see it. Probably the first, to be honest. But yeah, that was my my anime news of the week. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so... With that, with that we're going to get into... Our- <laughs> <laughs> we're on the same time. We're going to get into our main topic for today. going to be, you know, before we've had some episodes where we're like, oh, this is going to be part one of, you know, several parts Mm -hmm. of this uh, topic. And this is another one. So we're going to do our part one of our favorite openings for animes. Oh, yeah. And I know for me, no, go ahead. No, sorry. I was going to say I know for me, and I think it's the same for T as well. They are in no particular order specifically for Mm -hmm. me. Are they for you? Are these like your top, top, top? No. Okay. So they're in no particular order for us. These are just the first five that I was introducing that came to my mind. But if it ever is like the creme de la creme, the tip of the iceberg, we will be sure to let you know like this one is top tier, kind of like if I had to narrow it down. But yeah, just had to throw that out there. Yeah, so we're just going to go back and forth talking about some of our faves. What is that? Um, I think it, I don't think it's on the Black Wizard of Oz, The Wiz. I think it's the white one where it's like, if I was the king of the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, we just. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll just go back and forth and talk. A you know, introduce it and also um, talk a little bit about what makes us you know like the opening so much, and then also just for copyright reasons, we won't be playing clips throughout the episode. But what we will do is at least on Apple Music and Spotify, make a playlist of um, all the openings that mm-hmm. we uh, talk about today. Introduce. Yeah, yeah, for sure. With yeah, that being so said. With that, you want to go first? I Sure. Okay. Okay, so I'll kick it off with one of the songs that I really like from the anime Fire Force. It is their mm-hmm. first opening, I believe, called Inferno by yeah. Miss Green Apple. I thought that was a cool name for, you know, the artist. But if you haven't, take a second. Go ahead and listen to that. Okay, glad you guys listened to it. Glad you guys are back. All right, let's talk about it now. <laughs> but it, I, I loved it first and foremost. I loved it because I love the aesthetics, the beat. The whole lyric or the whole musical tune to it, that's what initially drew me to it. So Mm -hmm. that was first and foremost. Then I looked up the lyrics, and I think it personally fits more so than I thought it would. So, you know, if you don't know, Fire Force is a fire anime or a fire anime. They deal with infernals that they basically put to rest that are burning, would you call them like spirits? They're like old. For people, because you know it's like yeah, and then they turn into into infernals. Like, they don't like die by. It's like yeah, like you said, how they how they're like turned into them, and then they mm-hmm. have to be put out. Like you can't. It's not like they just naturally go out themselves. Go out exactly, 
and the people that take care of them, they're um, part of the fire force squads and they have pyrokinetic abilities. Most of them do, which basically means they can control fire in some shape, form or fashion to help put out these infernals and fight. So some of the lyrics that starts off with on the song, one line is a single flame to light the dark. And my brain, when I read that, is their flame is going to basically put out an infernal. So it's going to light the dark. This is just what my brain thinks. But everyone may see it differently. But they're putting out the infernals because they're dark. When you see an infernal, they're either bright orange with a whole bunch of black around them or they're like black with orangish looking eyes. Like they look like walking zombies kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking the bright light to them is them. they're being the light that's putting out the dark, you know? Maybe reaching, but it's cool. Anything, pretty much anything that the song had in reference to fire, like the fire lights our way, guides us to where we're led astray, I thought was a good fit for the song since it is a fire anime. And technically Mm -hmm. with their abilities, they kind of have to, their light, their fire is leading them to their end goal, which is getting rid of all the fire or the fires (laughs) and getting rid of all the infernals, essentially. So I'm... I'm At least following the first with- goal until you know they find out more, but you mm-hmm. know, I'm not spoil. <laughs> no, initially, yeah. So look, first season opening, so that's why it works out for so for their initial start. Let's start there. Yeah. Uh, there was one more line. Oh, we walk our paths sharing this burden. We will walk and live our lives under our light. No, excuse me. We will walk and live our lives until our light burns out. Now, if mm-hmm. you've seen the show, think about it until. Our light burns out. As he said, I'm not going to spoil too much for it, but with them being pyrokinetic, I won't say whether or not they can lose abilities. I didn't know if that was a spoiler, but um, whether or not they can lose abilities or not and how their own internal lights are going to lead them until their lights burn out. So I'm, and what I picture was our inferno, our inferno powers, our pyrokinetic powers of fire are going to lead us until our end of days. It's going to lead us to our deaths. It's leading us to our past of what we want in life more so or trying to get rid of infernals, but it's also leading us towards a path of death is what I thought because it's not an easy job they have to do with every fight that they do. They could lose their lives. So that's, mm-hmm. those are just some and insights. Also that's so, the other thing where depending on your, the level of power where, you know, there's yeah. like first gen, second gen, third gen, you know, it mm-hmm. play a role in. And, you know, there's also, uh, well, there's really only, like, one character who doesn't really have any powers, but is still, like, strong as hell. Um, he is. But, or... <laughs> um, but, yeah, I saw that when you said that line, it could either be seen as, like, you know, if you lost your powers, because, like, you know, being pushed to the brink, or, like you said, until, we, you know, we win and beat the, mm-hmm. you know, the people who are playing, who play a big role in why this even happens, or, like you said... When we pass away. So that's what I got from that opening. So that okay. was my first introduction. Yeah, I but love that one. It is so good. It's on my, it's, I have a lot. Well, actually all these songs I'm talking about are actually on my phone, but that one's a good one. Okay. But what else? So what you got for my me? My first one. So we talked about, you know, not, not really being in order, but I will say that this one, it just, it's just one of those ones where. There's never, you know, some people, they can get tired of songs. I'll say it really takes a lot for me to do that. If I've ever, if this ever happened, I really don't think it's happened. (laughs) (laughs) I don't Um, think it happened. 
when I tell you that this song could have gone platinum off of my YouTube listens and my listens on Apple Music alone, it's just like, this song is just like, it's literally like a perfect song to me. The song itself is perfect. It perfectly fits the show. It perfectly fits the themes. And we kind of already talked, hinted about this a little bit a couple episodes ago. And I said, when we got to this episode, I was going to go in. So I am. So I'm I feel like doing, I know. <laughs> uh, you know, Cry Baby from Tokyo Revengers, which yeah. is, is that what you're thinking? Yeah. 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 Well, I'm by, I want to say it's by Official Higi Dansom. And I'll also suggest seeing the, watching the video too. It's actually a really good music video. I don't remember if they actually put like clips from the show in it, but it's just like cool to see them perform it. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm going to talk about some of the lines. First off, it gives like a... The first beat kind of gives like a big drum, kind of like thinking about you're watching a band at a football game kind of feeling. And then it just mm-hmm. kind of goes into it. And it's one of those where you just got to, you know, you literally can't help but start moving because it just, the vibes, you just, you just can't They're just still. there. And I think like the lead singer also, they do really great with capturing the emotion of the song and how it matches like the themes of the show where although it definitely shouldn't be like this where it's like you know literally children losing their lives in these fights in some cases that still blows my mind a little bit no no it's like they literally are like i want to say like takamichi the people who are takamichi's age are i want to say technically would be in their last year in middle school and like draken and mikey would technically be the age of their first year in high school which is like Maybe like 15 and 16 or 14 and 15, something like that. Getting into some of the lyrics. So this is the one where all the lyrics for this, I really feel like touch on it and just talk about, you know, kind of like losing people and looking back on those memories where it's just, you know, you looked at me, we were together when during this fight, that type of thing. And actually, you know what? So if you've seen it, you definitely know that this fits. Where I want to start is... Okay, so just this is how you know it starts off. On point. Just out the gate, hard. So mm-hmm. they grabbed us by the chest. We took a hard punch and stumbled back. We crouched shoulder to shoulder. You smirked when the rain came as predicted. You lied to me that our wounds would be washed clean. Just let that sit. Let it marinate like some chicken. <laughs> and then there's another one where it says, I'm going to have to be the guy who grabs them back by the chest and punches back. I can't stand next to you if I'm not at that level. You know, which I really think speaks Woo! to, like, you know, Takamichi, because it's a lot, you know, he is, he isn't at the level of other people to defend and fight. He's not. He wants to be, I will say, but he's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of whatever I'm up against, and I'm not going to give up no matter how many times I get knocked down. I've told myself over and over again to never forget this feeling, but why? But that why, if you listen to the song, it's like, when he says, like, the doshte part for the why, the way that he holds it out, I was gonna say when they say that li- lyric, say that part again. Uh, the the last one you line, said. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've told myself over and over again to never forget this feeling, but why? Oh, like he doesn't. Okay, I get that, especially with like the time skipping. Hmm. I was gonna say that one. I feel like relate when Takamichi goes through something painful that. Mm-hmm hits him where it hurts you know how he never wants to feel that again i feel like that was why but then when you change through the times how he'd be acting confused sometimes he knows what happens or what could happen it wasn't th- i'm assuming this part was relating to him well that's what i when you just told me that i would right. think it was no to him, i agree but- and like and like you said though i remember there's a one part and i'll try to say it for people who haven't seen it as 
non-spoilerly as spoilery as possible but there's like a part right (laughs) (laughs) so there's there's a part where he goes into the future and he's trying to you know there's one the reason this whole starts is there's one person that he's trying to save and he goes in the future and he's trying to save this one person it's one of the times where he skips he goes into the future i already said Mm -hmm. that like 500 times but anyway (laughs) i'm trying to remember what i'm trying to say he can't remember they were they they had a weird moment and then they went separate and then he sees someone that's familiar but he can't remember why they're familiar and here's what they say and then he realizes who that person is from who they were in the past which means they have a they have a connection to the person who's causing all of this but he's too late to save them in that future so, like you said, when it says, I told myself over and over to never forget this feeling, but why? But in that moment where he was like, they look familiar. Who is that? And then he remembers. So, like, the but why part. Get you. The question. Why am I doing this? Don't <laughs> uh, But, and then the other line I highlighted, with our unstable minds resting on each other's shoulders, we will continue to defy the Ooh. right and bad end. Oh, with All the, of them. With our, uh, right and then this All one too oh this next part when i tell you and this that's the song and the show how it gets you in the feels i don't need an umbrella can you give me one word not with lukewarm kind word but a word that cuts deep into my heart that's invaded by weakness you know for these to be young adolescent children they've seen and done some things that these lyrics right. would think they had a lifetime of like i mean no. 50 plus years of hardship like they're not even eighteen, and this is their their mindset, their their lyrical genius that comes out from what they see. And no, does. so I think, like you said, it really touches on how I don't know if the artist already had this song and somehow it just magically fit Tokyo Revenge. They, <laughs> they did a good job for that, it, right? Or if they wrote it for Tokyo Revengers, but if they did, they wrote it perfectly because it literally matches a hundred percent. And even even on the deeper levels, like that last lyric, what? But yeah, um, that's what I'm gonna say. And stream "Cry Baby" for clear skin. <laughs> it's gonna do it every time. But yeah. Oh my gosh! No, I'm here. I, I agree with you 100. That's an iconic song. Like we, as we stated many multiple times, this is probably Tiana's most played one, and that one is definitely on my playlist. Like I'll be bumping that at what do you call it? I'll be bumping that in a parking lot. Yes, turns up. Okay, no shame in my game, none whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah. So, what's your next one? Okay. Well, my next one is going to be. I don't know if everyone's seen this show. It may not be everyone's cup of tea because it is a boy's love. But if it is, or if it isn't, whether or not you can at least enjoy the music that they have there. It is a musical anime. It's and like you said. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no, go ahead. If you like romance, it should be because it's just good. Period. It is. It really is. Regardless if it's boys love or not, that may or may not be your thing. And if you never tried it, this is a really good one to start off with. Just saying. But it's the show is called Given. And the song that I'm talking about is called Kizuato by Senti Millimental. That was a mouthful. Every time I tried to say it. And then I honestly, y'all, I could not have, I think this song honestly fits this anime perfectly for how the whole backstory turns out with it. So it's a little bit of a spoiler, but not so much. But in order to understand the lyrics to what I'm about to say, you have to understand the backstory. So I'm going to tell you, if you want to skip over it, 
just go ahead to the next song. But the backstory of this is the main, well, one of the main characters, Mafiu, mm-hmm. he was dating someone and that person ended up passing away. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly how it happened, but I know they passed away. And then he ends up going to, at his school, he ends up meeting someone named Ritska. I hope I said his name right, Ritska. And they ended up just hitting it off over music. Honestly, platonic mm-hmm. at first, nothing more. And then it turns into be a little bit more than that. And then they grow to like one another. And then it just kind of goes from there. But mind you, he did have that other person that passed away. And I believe it was unexpectedly in the past. Mm-hmm. So there's like an open scar for that. So bringing that up, the word Kizuato, just the title of the song itself, literally means the word scar. So if you can kind of, you kind of get where this is going. It starts off by saying, whatever you left behind became my everything. And what that means is I feel like that was, now tell me if I'm wrong, y'all. Woo! But I feel like that was, because once they got together, Ritska and Mafia, mm-hmm. that was Ritska telling his deceased lover, like, you know, you left him behind. He's still here with me. And now he's everything to me. Like, he's everything I wanted, plus more. Ooh, just just follow be. me on this. I see thing. that. That's, you I follow see, okay. Follow me, follow me now, follow me. Uh, what, what was it? What's her name? Um, not B Simone, but oh, um, Pretty V. Pretty V. That's the girl. When she's bouncing, she's like, "Follow me, girl. Follow me." That's what I was basically <laughs> saying in my mind. <laughs> yeah. But the next line that was stated was, "Days keep going with the wound stuck in my heart." Now this is Mafia saying this, y'all. The wound is stuck in his heart. If you pull it out forcefully, if if you pull it out forcefully. It's going to bleed endlessly. So it's best to leave it alone. So basically, you ain't catch that. I'll break it down for you. If you're going to want to break his shell, which isn't a very hard shell. It's not like he's standoffish or anything like that. But it is a wound that is still hurtful. He's willing to love again, but it's still, he has a soft spot for what happened. He's like, if you try to come in here and just make you make you my everything without time, without putting in the work, without trying to get to know one another, without me healing, then it's not going to work. I'll be in pain forever. And we'll never be in a happy place wherever we could both be happy. So then that's when you just need to leave it alone. But if you're willing to put in the work and do all those things, then with time, we will get there. Ooh, moving on. <laughs> No, I can see that. I think that's a pretty good, like you said, touches on it and touches on how like their relationship was. It wasn't like all at once. It was not. It it grew over time. It wasn't something, you know, because to, to put it out there, Ritska, he had never been with another man. Mafia had, may have, Ritska had not. So it was new to him and he was confused at the fact that he was. Been with, sorry. And I, uh, he also, I don't think he had just been in a relationship, period. Yeah. So this was all new to him. He was just like. Right. It was just like, you know, I know music, like, you know, him being like a, like a prodigy kind of type. Yeah. And so it was like, you know, it was like feelings. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Nope. One of the last ones I'll say is, oh, the line was dig them out. Take away these memories. The voice that wouldn't reach makes me suffer again. Search deeper. Take look at this pain inside of me. Whatever you left behind became my everything, it says. But with that, I felt like the first half was mafia, mafia basically saying these memories hurt me. And it's not like I want to hold on to them, but they're so Mm -hmm. embedded within who I am now that I need someone to help break me from this, this pain that I'm feeling. Because at this point, they're hurtful memories because of what happened 
and I'm willing and trying to break free. So please, someone just love me. Just wrap your arms around your neighbor. Give him a hug. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But you get the gist. (coughs) Excuse me. You pretty much get the gist. And those are pretty much how the lyrics go from there. So I feel like this was a combined lyrical song of how I interpreted it was where Ritska was basically saying, I'll be there for you. I will make you everything and more. And then Mafia is saying basically a cry for help with his lyrics. So, oh my God, it sounds so good, you guys. If you haven't listened to it, just listen to it. Of course it is in Japanese, so it's not like, I mean, oh wait, let me not say it's not like, because if you do speak Japanese, it comes to you naturally. But if not, then you just hear something that sounds great. But when you hear it and look up the lyrics, then you'll understand even more. And if you watch the anime, mm, delicious. You'd love it. But so, yeah. yeah. So that was my number choice. two. Thank you. Thank so you. My what number you... two is so for this one, people have a lot of different favorite ones for this one. And, you know, no shade. Much love to you. But if mm. home isn't your favorite opening from Fruits Bath, favorite, <laughs> your fave just isn't the best. And that's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh my goodness. What did you ever imagine? But me doing the what uh Yuki did. Yes, please do it. Oh wait, they wouldn't see it anyways. Look, you have to. <laughs> if you see the opening every time, like the music fits perfectly with like the first kind of scenes in the opening, because the uh, what you first see is um like Yuki like walking, and then like the music takes a pause, and then he looks to the camera, and then you see, and then the next move you see like. Kyo doing like the bad boy walk where you know it's like the grouchy walk where they're like walking with their shoulders forward yeah and then um i forgot what happens after that but the point is it's cool Uh, point is but the only thing i ever see when i hear home now is tiana doing what yuki (laughs) does because you guys i've seen her do it multiple times and now i can't unsee it so one day i'm gonna get her on video for you guys to see because it's just iconic (laughs) But you just have to do that every time. But um, I did not know what the words said. But as reading, as I had read them, I was like, "Woo, this is a deep one." But honestly, I feel like likely just because the type of show that Fruits Basket is, probably all of the openings and endings have like you know deep meanings behind them. But I'm gonna just read Mm -hmm. some of the lyrics. So, uh, in the depths of my chest, there's a wave. There lay a wavering, faint light. That you decided to protect in the palm of your hand and called it love. Oh. I'm gonna say that again. In the depths of my <laughs> chest, there lay a wavering faint light that you decided to protect in the palm of your hand and call it love. And what I think I love about that is just like how that can apply to so many of the couples uh on the show. What the couple I thought of, or the person I honestly thought of with that one off the top of my head was Yuki. With that, with that specific lyric, I honestly Mm -hmm. thought of him because I felt like Kyo would become second with that one. But with Yuki, I feel like even when people praised him and showed their love and the way they thought they were caring for him, which is really this adoration, Mm -hmm. he never found anyone until he did that actually loved him. And I mean, loved him in a way that made him feel loved. Which is a big difference that people don't understand. You can love someone and it's not reaching that person because that's not the way that makes them feel loved. But you can love someone in the way that, like, 
I'll use the five languages of love, for example. My love language is acts of service. So if you're telling me words of affirmation 24-7, you're being kind and loving in a way that you love to, but your love isn't reaching me because words of affirmation do nothing for me. It's just like you, me hearing sweet nothings. But when you do something for me, if you take out the trash, if you pump gas in my car, you know, those kind of things, that's when I feel love. Like, oh my God, they really care about me. And I feel like for Yuki, he never had that until he did. And I think that's the thing. And, you know, I'll just go ahead and put slight spoiler warnings for all the things. Cause you know, you just have to kind of talk about the show in general to say, you how do. We- but I think for, I definitely think about Yuki. And I think another thing too, is just like, because of how Toru played like a big role in like, you know, when we think about like platonic love or even like, you mm-hmm. know, maternal love, he saw like their relationship in that way that really helped him identify, you know, not only be able to experience like the deep love that he got to experience with Machi, and also, this really, you know what I say? Because Yuki got to a point before he met Machi, this first verse is Machi when they really started in first re- interacting. So because mm-hmm. he had already experienced a certain level of like healing and growth by that point, he was able to do that for her. I believe that 1,000%. Because, I- because especially like that, you know, the faint light where, you know, she didn't even think that she could like things because of what she experienced like from her mom. So like he literally helped played a big role and like she also did the work but you know reinvigorate herself like wait like you know someone can genuinely love and care for me just how I am not without telling me that I have to be this and that for because they want something uh mm-hmm. to be loved so like a genuine kind of thing but going back to like with Yuki I also think that where you know he re- who the fact that he really even had like a faint light and this person not get the credit that they deserve but when we talk about like best boy, if you will, yes, I do think that, you know, people, use uh, and I, I do think Momiji is definitely a best boy, but I'll have to say that one, my best boy, it might have to do because Yuki's my favorite character, but I also love this uh, character too, is I have to say Haru because, I knew without you were Haru, say Haru. because without Haru, Yuki would have stayed trapped. Like Haru, you know, did what he could do in his power just by visiting him and talking with him, even though, you know, he still was closed off, but he still has somebody. And he would, like, he stuck to that. Like, he, like, when the Haru said, maybe we were long-lost sisters in our past lives. I'm done with him. <laughs> Haru loves Yuki down, and he's, like, shown he that. And it's just, like, a genuine thing. And then the fact that, you know, he went to Shigure to even be, like, beg him to let him live with him because he knew like that's the only way he could get out if that's not love you know if that's i don't love, know what is right. because he would have been stuck in there forever because i think even if you know and we all know the role that toro plays and like with everybody's healing them getting free he wouldn't even have been he wouldn't even receive that if haru wouldn't have helped kind of really played the full role for him to and shiguri wouldn't have been open to it to even be away from that toxic, toxic, toxic <laughs> and abusive, uh, like you said, environment and atmosphere. Yeah, but like we said, but also could apply to other pe- people. This is the next line. I want to return somewhere, but is there a place I can go back to alone? I couldn't understand and strain for my path all until we met. Say it again. Okay. I want to return <laughs> somewhere, but is there a place I can go back to alone? I couldn't understand and stray from my path all until we met. When we met, that was it. I would say with that one, I'm also relating to Yuki because I feel like when he says alone, he didn't want to be anywhere where Akiko, Akito was. Mm-hmm. 
because I feel like I would I would say Kyo, but the only reason I'm not is because he knew he couldn't break free from his curse and just, well, you know what? I'll take that back. Maybe he wanted to go somewhere where he's alone without having the cursed spirit as a part of him. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the first thought that came to my mind. So I go with my gut feeling on this one. But I feel like it was Yuki trying to get away from Akito and trying right. to find love that he deserves versus being shitted on pretty much <laughs> for well, his entire being traumatized. Upbringing. Like he literally mm-hmm. experienced selective mutism because he was so traumatized. Like he did not talk because of that. And, you know, Ooh. so like we said, like you said, and the only reason why I will say, and I can definitely see Keo, but the only reason I don't fully see it is because even with what he experienced, because of Master, who, you know, if you've seen it, that's his real dad. I don't care. That is, is his, his father. Dad. Blood does not make um, you um closer. And that's one thing I want people to understand. Just because you got blood le- uh, relatives does not mean that they are closer to you than your friends that have been down with you since day one. So keep that in mind for future references because we all got them people in our lives. I'm your uncle. I'm your this and that. I haven't talked to you since I was a baby and I couldn't talk then. So let's be clear. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but think, you know, No, no, no. I feel you. And I think, you know, to take it to another level is like for someone to know what you, well, they don't, they didn't, his master doesn't know from his own experience, but from a fam, a relative's experience, what Keo had to go through. And he already saw it start when Keo was literally still a, a child. He was like a toddler. So for you to know what that life would be like for him and to actively choose to give him a better life, seclude him where he will only know love because master and his people would never do that to him. And to literally love this, love your son, because no matter what, that's your son and you his dad. Like to actually give him that way, give him that. The only reason Master even brought him to Shiguri's house is try to, you know, for what he couldn't do, try to help hope that Keo could find healing in another atmosphere, environment. But he mm-hmm. still will always have that master's home will still always be his home. So that's the only it reason why I don't see. Because he could all he always had a place to return to. You know, it wasn't like that was just how he was born. It's because someone chose to. Mm-hmm. So I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So Ooh. I will say. I will. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you this. Um, T already knows this. But at the beginning, I mean, we were when we were watching Fruits Basket or the remake of it, the newest version. And I heard this song and I was like, I'm not really with it. Because slow songs for me, not that they're not with it, but I was just like, huh. It just wasn't hitting the way it hits. Of course, I listened to it a couple of times, and now it's on my playlist. Uh, and just... it, it it grew on me. So it may be one that has to grow on people as well. Who knows? Or you might love it right off the back like how Tiana did. But I will say, it it really is a good song after you listen to it. And it does fit the um, mm-hmm. anime theme. So, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so what's your next one? And let's see. I, I'm more than sure you actually haven't seen this anime because it's an older okay. one. But have you ever seen Blood or Blood Plus? The song is called, um, I never know if I say it right, so please excuse me if I don't. Alzara no Namida mm-hmm. by Hitsomi Takahashi. And I just have to <clears throat> lay the first lyrics on you guys because I have been singing this song since I was in probably single digits. <clears throat> Okay. 
I'm joking. No, it sounded great. I was just talking about how, like, you said, you know what? I'm learning it. I'm like, girl, I don't know what it is about that song that I'm just like, ah, I never knew what the lyrics meant. Never knew for the longest mm-hmm. time. I never looked them up. But when I finally did look them up, I'm like, dang. It just, well, I'll, I'll tell you. So um, the backstory to Blood Plus a little bit is kind of the main character. Her name is Saya. She's adopted and living with uh, some family members. She's pretty much just an ordinary schoolgirl, But she is soon like, I don't know what they're called exactly, but she's attacked by these creatures. They kind of look like creatures of the night or bats or mm-hmm. whatever. And they feed on human blood. So she learns that she's probably, she ends up having a sword and stuff. She's kind of like, you know, the main character or one of the only ones that can kind of defeat them. And that's kind of how it goes because she has big special blood that can basically kill them. And not everyone has that. And so that's pretty much how it goes for her. And she just kind of goes around trying to defeat them and everything. But with that being said, some of the lyrics to this song, it it literally starts off was, all alone in darkness, I learned the meaning of tears. And for her, I feel like that hit home because she, she's not like she grew up in like the happiest households with mm-hmm. everyone loving and doting on her. But once she found out about her powers and everything, she had to do you know, the killings and everything like that. I feel like it really put her in a dark space because it was kind of like she was living a double life, kind of like a spy. You can't let everyone know like, okay. hey, I'm out here to kill these people. But it's like she's living the double-sided life. And she's just a she's just in um, high school, just like the people from Tokyo Avengers and everything. Just an average school girl. And I feel like she had a lot of crying nights. She's kind of like Maki in a sense. Like she built up this hard exterior, but she's really not that, you know, she had to become tougher. Let's put it that way. Another lyric is, what kind of fate is waiting for me? I don't want to regret that I was born. There's courage inside my sadness. I believe that I can grasp the radiance. And I kind of feel like that just sums it all up, honestly, for the whole anime and for the song. Because with that saying, she doesn't know what's going to happen next. She doesn't know like how long she have to keep fighting him. She doesn't know. And for this to just be kind of sprung on her and her to find out what, you know, what her life is now turned into, I feel like it came with a lot. It came with a lot of responsibility. It's not like I feel like it really did. Like you are one with special blood that can kill these things. You're one of few, if not the only. So I, I can understand the lyrics when they say, I don't want to regret when I was born. Because at that point, it's like you were born into this fate. You didn't have a choice. She did have a choice. And that's the sad part about it for her to have to have these, well, it's the lyrics, but for her to have those thoughts mm-hmm. with her being sad and everything, I said, there's courage inside my sadness. I believe that I can grasp the radiance. So I feel like that is her way of saying, even with everything that's going on, even with all the darkness surrounding me, I'm still going to find hope and happiness or not even the happiness, but I'm going to find hope and try to reach for the light and follow the path to whereas one day I can eventually again be happy. So, woo, that's kind of no. Those how definitely that one goes. Uh, hit on a different level. I agree. I haven't. I f- I'm gonna listen to the full song and I haven't seen the show, but I do. Mm-hmm. I did like what I heard so far. Yeah, it's a it's a heavy song. Like the show is it's a good show, but it like when I read the lyrics finally, I was like, dang, this hits, and I'm like. Oh, it makes it's like it makes me sad because it fits too well. Because it's like I don't want anyone to have to go through that, especially someone as young as she is. So yeah. Right. But moving on, next word, who do you have or who do you have? Huh? What song is your on your 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so my next one is so anyone who's seen Bleach knows that something that Bleach is known for it is openings. Um and, and, and the original soundtrack throughout the episodes are when I tell you we not this isn't an opening. I could if I could have a song implanted in my brain for whenever I just needed an extra bit of serotonin, I would do um on the original soundtrack, you know, the going home song. It's like that. It's like the Spanish guitar one, sentimental moment, and it's like da 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 da. Yes, 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 yes. Because we were just talking about that. Ooh, I'm telling you, I would implant it in my brain if I could. But that's not opening. But that's probably my favorite. Honestly, that might be like my favorite anime music period because like i was like you know you can't buy it so and you can't even stream it so i was like where can i find it but i found it on soundcloud and when i tell Ooh. you when i click it i got a repeat can does that mean if it's on soundcloud can you put that on apple music or no I guess it has you, to be on SoundCloud. you could technically do but you probably have to use like your computer Oh, I was gonna say, Shadi send it my way but i'll send it i'll at least send it to you on soundcloud if you have an account and I you don't. play it you can just make a. You can even use an email. Like you don't even have to. Do oh, like okay. Big thing. This is a free account. And then once you say, once you like the track, you can put tracks. You can put once the tracks like in your like tracks. You can put it on repeat. Oh, I love that. Okay, and you know I can. Yeah. I'm like you. This is where we are the same. I can have a song on repeat for probably months. Actually, scratch that. I can listen to it for a lifetime. If I love the song, it'll stay on repeat. People, but right. you're still listening to it. Yes, it's like yes. I first heard it for the first time. What? Look, every time. It just but, hits, um, man. Have you gotten to the alone alone opening on Bleach? So this opening, just to just tell you what it looked like, looks like. It's like the one where it starts off with like Cone and like the other bounce characters, like the turtle just, and uh just did like that the, one. It's black and white. Yes, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It just changed to it because it just came up like two episodes ago. So it's Alones by Aqua Times with a Z. If you haven't, uh, if you want to look it up. But again, like I said, at the end of this episode, we're going to put all the openings on the playlist. And, you know, when we do our future opening episodes, we'll all, we'll just update it with like the new songs. Along with that, going into Alones. Ugh, it's my favorite opening from Bleach. And I'm going to just read some of these words that these also hit pretty deep. Um, okay, okay. Let's hear. A lack of words create a void. What should I fill it with? I don't know anymore. Uh, if at least within dreams I can swim freely I don't need that sky anymore if only I could erase yesterday's events I would be able to continue living damn and they yesterdays be tough too every day it be a struggle for real and there's some more broken pale wings you're just a little tired of the sky which is too blue instead of instead for your someone else just smile for yourself Dealing hmm. with a sense of inferiority will not be easy. Settling above your self-consciousness, a pillow reflected by a mirror. Ooh, that mirror above no, your... These last two? No, that, I'll say that one again for you. Dealing with the sense of inferiority will not be easy. Settling above your self-consciousness, a pedal reflected by a mirror. And these last you two? Said I was like, did, you say, did you say pedal or puddle? Pedal like um flower. Okay, okay. Making sure I wasn't making things up now. 
But these last two is like, okay. Like they said, we in our lyrical bag. <laughs> in the passage of time, and especially with this upcoming arc, I know you're not, you know, I'm not going to say anything spoilery because you're currently watching it, but just with a lot of the stuff that's happening, especially some characters experiencing some big losses and having to reassess things and all that stuff, I would definitely say these apply. In the passage of time, wounds gradually turn into scabs. You won't wait for it to heal. So beautiful, yet so short-lived. Ouch. And this last one? And then I have to end it there just because it's so deep. I know that already (laughs) was. This last one. The mark of the torn scab is just like the hairs that protect the skin. The prayers that shake in the bright light. Right now, you don't need to try to love someone. Are we sure they're still in high school? I mean, look. Oh, and these last, no, this is literally Ooh. the whole song. Okay, I'm going to just say these I like how you said it. No, wait. <laughs> you, these because last two, but wait. Again, <laughs> I read it again, and I was like, like you said, they're in high school, because these, some of these lines, I was like, these hitting a little too close to home. But sometimes in this world, looking up and walking is a little too bright. Now, let me go back and say that again. Sometimes mm. in this world, mm. <laughs> looking and walking is a little too bright. Like, you know, when you're like, you know, even if you, haven't gotten to the point of depression, but for people who have, you know that, you know what that feels like. But even if you're just like in a mm. really hard part of your life where it's just like you feel so down or you're going through so much, even the sun feels like blinding because it's mm-hmm. just like, I can't even, I can't even like consider the sun or consider like a brighter tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's just like, ugh, it's so, I just rather it, I feel dark, so I'd rather it be dark. But yeah, so sometimes in this world, looking up and walking is a little too bright, like we're sinking. We look away and the dry land sucks up the tears that were shed. Ooh, like a desert. Right. And just to end it, why do we feel so alone anytime? You don't have to take it all. Why do we feel so alone anytime? Just bearing it all doesn't equate to courage. That's Ichigo. That's Ichigo in a heartbeat. Baby, just that bearing he, it, just bearing it all doesn't equate to courage. Dang. And I'm gonna just leave it there because, wow. Yeah, he be trying to take the whole world on his shoulder. I literally just saw when he saved Rukia from after getting stabbed, and order he may helped, you know, heal her wounds. And she was like, "Don't blame this on yourself." And he like a little lost puppy, and then he went to go see the the visors to get them to teach him how to use his mask. That's when I fell asleep. My yeah, boy, I'm gonna figure out why you guys love him. I am going to figure out why you guys love him so much because for me right now he's just you know he's just another character at this moment. I'm telling you are gonna see. It's just like that is my boy. But anyway, I feel like he's like a. I feel like he's a. (laughs) What? (laughs) This is not nice. But I feel like when he was start talking, he was like a ventriloquist. Cause I felt like his mouth wasn't moving, but I heard stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, once you, once you see, once your eyes are open and your heart, <laughs> and perhaps other things are opened, then we will come Ooh. back and you can apologize. I know, I know it was, but I'm just letting you know. From what I see, I'm like, is his mouth even moving? They just look. I blame the animations animators for that one. That's all. That's all I gotta say. And maybe that's at first, but I don't. I didn't see that, but I definitely think as as things continue, it the animation gets better. So maybe you'll see it. It'll match up better for and you. It, okay. But, um, 
Yeah. So what's your last one? All right. For today. It's not for yeah, I was gonna say for today. Okay, well, I guess you know how we said if we had top ones or anything. This one is definitely in a top ten for me. I don't know I don't know if it's my top five. I had to get all my songs together to see which ones pan out, but this one definitely hits home a little bit different. But T, I know you haven't seen this anime, but you may have heard the song. If not, we're gonna make sure you hear it. From Samurai Champloo, the opening called Battle Cry. Okay. One of the main reasons I, I'll just give you the lyrics and I'll tell you the little bit of backstory about why I really like this song. But there were certain lyrics that stood out to me. If you know about the anime, you know it's about samurais. It's set in the old, um, I forgot what era that's called. It'll come back to me in a second. But it's set in the old era and they fight with swords. So picture it all. But the song, some of the lyrics are, wonder why a lone wolf don't run with the clan. Only trust your instincts and be the one with the plan. Now, there are three main characters, Mugen, Jean, and Fu, that are the three main characters. Mugen and Jean are both samurais. Mugen's more rugged, rough edge. Jean's more clean-cut glasses, and, you know, Fu's in the middle of that. But with that being said, they don't, Jean and Mugen don't really, I don't want to say they don't trust each other. When it comes to fighting and having each other's back when they have to, yes, they got each other's back because they're the strongest of the strong. Aside from that, it's like they're leading their own path and they, they don't have the luxury of being able to run with the pack or trust others because of their line of work and what they do. So that was one set of lyrics. The second one was the main chorus part, which is pretty much sums it up. But <clears throat> some days, some nights, some live, some die is the way of the samurai. Some fight, some bleed, sun up to sun down. The Sons of a Battle Cry is exactly what the entire anime is about. Day in and day out, they're always fighting. They are samurais. That's a profession. We understand that. You can live one day. You can die the next. You don't know. Till sun up and sundown, it's just, it's the way in which they live their lives. And every day is a battle cry for them. What you hear out on the field is their war cry. So that is... I mean, it fits the song absolutely perfectly for that. And another reason why Mm -hmm. I really like the song, so I had looked into the artist. The guy who is the producer of it is a, um, he was, pardon me, was a big shot producer. His name was Nujabes, is literally just his Japanese name spelt backwards. But he was very well known for being someone to infuse hip hop. He's Japanese, by the way. So he was very well known for being someone to infuse hip hop and jazz. And in many different forms, it's his form of music. That was his go-to. And I really appreciate him for bringing that to a country where that wasn't their forum of music. Or that's not, you know, that's not what they're known for. And it's it was mm-hmm. a big introduction because the way he brought it to their attention, he couldn't have done it any better in a better way. Because Samurai Champloo, this opening, is one of the most iconic ones that goes down in production history for a mix of Japanese songs, if you look it up. So he has a lot of great work out there, but this one was by far one of his best. Unfortunately, he did pass away in a car accident back in 2010. Mm. So his music legacy will live on with the other lyrics that he does. But if you guys have any opportunity to listen to him or that song, please do. Because actually all the music on the anime is great. And I'll talk about that another time. But yes, (laughs) that was that one. Okay, well then that's it for our openings segment for today. And uh, again, we'll make a playlist and uh, definitely share on our social medias. 
mm-hmm. uh, at those anime girls with a Z. And uh, we'll just go to our next segment, which is our husband doe of the week. So Do you who is to- your 11th or I guess this is. Yeah, this is your 11th husband. (laughs) Oh, mine's a short and sweet one. I've been on a bleach streak. We'll keep it sweet with my bleach family. I don't know. Every time I, they're all great. But I texted you about this person. I actually did text you about him, but I didn't tell you he's my husband, though. But Mm -hmm. Ikaku Madarame. (laughs) I liked him. I really did. I never disliked him at all. And I always did love his bald, shiny head. It was cute. Mm Mm-hmm. But I learned to love him after I learned his backstory. And I know he just wants to mm-hmm. fight to live, um, to fight Zoraki or mm-hmm. Kenny. I just call him Kenny. It's Zoraki. There we go. To fight Zoraki. Right. And that's his like goal in life now. But I love his stern, forceful determination that he has with mm-hmm. everything, with how he fights. I love when he starts to get into the fight because I just saw when he fought the 13 visor and beat him, how he gets so excited how he's very calculated when he does do what he does at certain times. And then other times he's just doing it for fun, which, mm-hmm. you know, fight to your own will. And I think he's great. I did also see how he interacts with, I don't know the guy's name, but Ichigo's friend that always runs away crying because no one's paying him oh, attention. Kago. Kago, his sister. I felt like I would be her when she was sitting on the couch, just patting his little bad head, mm-hmm. belt bald head. She's like, are you talking about marriage? And then he, he all he said was, uh, was it like a lifetime wouldn't be long enough? And she's talking about for marriage, for this and that. And she's thinking in her head, I don't know what he was talking about or what it was, but I was like, that would be me running with whatever little thing you said and running away. But I could see him definitely being husbando material. And I like the stoic face to where when I would get the laugh every now and then, but then you'd be stern, but I would be the one to make you laugh kind of thing. Like not everyone has okay. to see your smile, but me. Okay, so only you get to see the fun parts, the the different, the other aspects of his personality. Yeah, I want to be the one to make him vulnerable in every aspect. I don't need everybody seeing him like that, because then they're going to realize why he's my husband. But But yes. uh, I support it. (laughs) Okay. There's a lot of people, you know, who got uh, Ikaku on their husbando uh, list, and I see why. I do, too. Who's your husband of the week? Okay. So as you know, I've been watching One Piece. Uh-huh. And I do, you know, there's no show that has more husbandos than Bleach. But I do have a, a couple on One Piece. But I'm going to say, so there's, these two are kind of equal, but I'm going to do one today and one another day. So okay. I think for this character, there is like a downside, but I kind of see feel like part of it is like a play. If this was my husband in real life, I don't think that they would act in a way that they act on the show. I think it kind of like tries to play it up because it's like almost every character they kind of give like a quirky side. And I think this is kind of like mm-hmm. his like quirky thing. But um Okay. So I'm saying Sanji from One Piece. And Is that the blonde one? Yeah. Ah. Or the womanizer. So, um but see, he's not even a womanizer though. That's the thing. The woman lover. A the woman, woman lover. Yes. So I he think appreciates beauty. Pl- Right, so that's one thing, right? He's going to worship you, right? I'm not saying Ooh. I need someone to worship me, but you know, it's just like he is really going to, you're not going to have to deal with none of that like uh, disrespectfulness or, you know, calling, you know, not treating you the way you deserve. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no. He is going to, you you will always feel loved and appreciated. So that already, you know, is a plus for me. Something, like I said, the uh, kind of like, you know how like, Everybody he's like hard eyes for, but I think that's just kind of like the quirk because I feel like 
if you okay. if he actually was like devoted to someone, like I mean, and by that I meant like if he if we saw him in a relationship with someone, it's clear that he would be all about that person. He still would probably yeah. you know obviously can see other people are beautiful, but he wouldn't. It wouldn't be like he would like stray or you know cheat or anything like that. Um, yes. Something else I love about uh, Sanji is just for me, I love intelligent characters like that. Is, and I'm not someone who's like only people who are on a certain level are attractive. No, like uh, intelligence. No, I'm not saying that. Um, I think that's ugly to think. But um, I think that just the way that his mind works, I'm like mm-hmm. ah, like I just love love how. Right. And I also love like how he has compared to the other husband though, which still has like feelings and you know is like is loyal and all that stuff on that show. But I feel like Sanji has like a level of emotional intelligence that you don't see in men in general, but also mm-hmm. sometimes in like anime characters where you know he is very he's aware of people's emotions. He knows like he's able to kind of like not only not only see it when they're voiced, but also see it when it's not voiced and able to see like what's what plays into why they're acting a certain way, which I also mm-hmm. think is um really attractive and also really like, you know, something that you don't see a lot and then because of the way they're, that they're socialized. So I really uh, like that as well. Like, so with no spoilers, but there's like a situation where um, a character is like fit, not really fit, was feeling like insecure and feeling like, you know, everyone's better than them and like he points out that like without having the super in-depth conversation with the person about it like other than being around when you know a big moment happens Mm -hmm. uh he talks about he there's a moment where he's with that character and you know they're like in a kind of battle situation and he like identifies to them like there's things that you can do that no one else can do the same way there's things that i can do that no one else can do or Zoro or Luffy or Nami or Robin, like everybody has something special that no one else can do. So, you know, instead of feeling like you're not equal or seeing yourself as less than because of that, do what only you can do. Hmm. And this character plays like, and and after that, like he like, that obviously like gets the character to see themselves in a different light and it helps them, you know, complete a really big goal in that um, arc. So I think that that's also really attractive as well and i also think that it's just so cute and it's just like, and it's just like a couple there's a couple scenes too where he has like these like you know glasses that are tinted a certain color yeah they're like yellow tint glasses and is like that what the he frames has? are black huh oh i said is that what he has uh, not always but it's like you know in in different moments of special arcs or certain mm-hmm. arcs he has them on and it's like you need to wear them all the time Put the glasses I've only on, seen him but... in the the black suit thing. That's the only time I've seen him. So anything past him being in that, I have not seen. Okay, let me pause real quick. Okay, I, I so have do a... you see him? I do see it. And you I see, see what you mean. Like it's given, like, you know, like I said, I already think he's cute, but it's kind of like, okay, my my uh my spy? My... <laughs> no, ma'am. I felt like you just hit the twirl behind your ear. What you doing over there? <laughs> oh right. my but goodness. I'll, and then something else I'll say that will make him your husband though. And I mean, this will also make him a husband though for you is he can cook down. He oh, cook baby. Down, I know that about him. Woo. Cook down. Any breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you won't even know what a pan looks like. You won't have to wash a dish, okay? I mean, we're obviously gonna, I'm still gonna do my part. He don't gotta do everything, but it's just like, uh, 
like imagine just never have the, you never have to think about oh what do I want to cook like with a chef like that they're gonna be what? like and it's not even like saying like you eating this it's just kind of like oh what about this 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 oh that sounds good hate it to like, my man like, what you say to, you said acts of service girl imagine you never had to cook again baby if he wanted to be a father and he cooked for me like the way he does I guess I'd have a child for every day of the year. Because Her, look, I'm about the to way- have babies with curly <laughs> eyebrows. I'm telling you. Because <laughs> his eyebrow is a look. Cur- you know what? He gonna look like his mama with a dash of his daddy. <laughs> he gonna get short eyebrows, not his. <laughs> and I'll say, um, the other thing I think that, that makes him a husband though for me too is that um I really like how whenever they have like a big mission, like on the bigger arcs, it's like mm-hmm. he does a lot of, he's already like physically, he's physically strong, but he also is like really good at like going incognito. Like there's certain arcs where, you know, he does things on the slide that really play a big role in um, whether fr- it's freeing everybody else, getting them mm-hmm. the information they need, getting them a step above, like, you know, who they have to defeat. Look. My boy just, he just, it's just the total package. So what I got to say, like I say every time is I would like to find out. I'm just saying. But um, I was going to say, when you said Sanji and you said having someone of emotional intelligence or that doesn't have to be the, you know, like what they always have. But I would say to balance off of what you're saying, you want someone, you want to be in a relationship with someone who can equal out or, you know, challenge your intelligence so that you can better grow as a person and the vice versa for that person. And I feel like with right. you saying with him being just, you know, kind of like a little bit more than just maybe some of the other guys that you have, like they are great in their way, but he just has the upper hand when it comes to this emotional intelligence part. And that may be something that you find more attractive in like, you know, someone versus like, say if you find emotional intelligence more attractive versus um, ambition, because like mm-hmm. with me, it may be, for me, it has to be like, you have to have the ambition and drive more so than the emotional intelligence. Like it's there, but it's not in the top tier. And I feel like for you, it's like the opposite. So I feel like with him being in that area, that what makes him like, like, you know, la creme de la creme, like a little bit sweeter than the rest. Because it's like, you got me where I love it the most kind of thing. No, no I feel what you're saying. But something else I also will say though is, and I get what you're saying. And also you haven't seen it near as much as I have. But uh, shade. that was shade. No, that wasn't. I knew you were gonna say it was shade. But if you already oh. thought it was, I say it's the way you said it. Oh. You already knew you. Were, I was gonna say that it was shady. So then you knew it was gonna come out shady, even if you didn't mean well, for it to be my, shady. <laughs> there we go. It wasn't my intent. <laughs> I understand it wasn't, but, but I already knew. <laughs> but I will say a, po- a thing, you know, for your side, where you know you said ambition and drive is. I really would say that he has large amounts of both okay because where it's just like you know like for example i think just already being a chef you know because i think they're like like i think him and zora are like the same age so that's like 20 and being like having the skills of like a you know a head chef and then like you know what his goal you know each like member has something that they want to complete and like his goal is like it it's a big goal and it's also like you know that's where i think the connection to like the emotional as well or like the artistic like he's more of a artistic type too where it's just kind of or if you think about 
people who like have you know left brain versus right brain people like yeah he has you know parts of both where left brain is people kind of they say that's more of like a you think people logical minded analytical you know, sciences that type of thing well mm-hmm. to a degree well i'll okay. say only to a degree for him analytical might be in there but he also is very analytical for him to pull off the spy kind of things okay um or those side missions that they need to succeed but also he's very like creative i think when you think about chefs they have to be to a degree you know so you don't get tired um and what he wants to um what his goal is yeah something else i'll say too is that when he talks about his dream it's just like the way his eyes light up it's like is it what he loves? It's like his right, child. like it's like it's like you know when someone talks about what they're passionate about, and it's like you see the like their face light up. It's like oh, you're gonna do it. Love that <laughs> I'm supporting you. I don't know you, but I'm supporting you now. Uh, I do I know like him. That. Hus- that's my no, husband, no, girl. <laughs> I'm talking about if you just meet someone and they're like, oh, that's oh, so great. Right. Like I'm supporting. That's what yeah. I meant. But, um, <laughs> he was like, girl, hold yeah. on, wait a minute. That's uh that's my husband though, Sanji. Call me Miss Sanji. Um Hi Sanji. <laughs> I said Miss Sanji. Bye, Miss Sanji. <laughs> Miss Sanji. Yeah. Um, that's it for uh husband though. Right. So we're gonna go to our last uh wait. You did yours, yeah. right? Yeah, a Yeah, I did. Um, um, so then we're gonna do a who will you you would like to fight slash defend. So I guess let me ask. <clears throat> so with this week's segment of who you want to fight or who do you want to defend? See, I'm going to drop the mic at your feet. I'm not saying that you should pick it up. I'm just saying it's there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to explain that after I said it. But I'm passing the mic to you. What you going to do? Okay. So I'm going to fight this week. And it is a Who we fighting, girl? Who we fighting, girl? So I'm going to try to make this one as short as possible. And, you know, if y'all hear barking, that is my nine-year-old Maltese who does not let... Neek, neek! But maybe it's because my mom's home. I don't know. For some reason, he's going He's going at it today. Um, he ready to but, fight with you. Right. I am fighting... Uh, if you've seen Fruits Basket... You know who this character is. You gonna do I'm it? I'm fighting Akito. I thought you were gonna hold off for a while on him. You know, and that's what I was gonna do. But you know, people, there's such a thing as there's no such time as a present. And you know, maybe now I'll just do a part one because I don't really feel like going in. I can't, it would be a whole episode to go in if I really said everything I wanted to say. But No, that's a full, um, Yeah. But, um, so we're just going to keep it short to this time, but who knows? Mm. There might be another time where I go all out. So the reason why I'm fighting them is because, you know, and this is the thing, you know what? Actually, like you said, scratch that and we can keep this in. I am going to save that for a day when I can fully drag that person because they deserve every ounce of energy that I have in me because, you know, and I'll just say every, and I'll say what. What I decided to go to next. Um, <laughs> just because I don't have the energy to do all of it today. No, uh, but since they can be dragged into an eternity with what this, the even if you did this, the snippet of it, it's like, it'll go because we know how terrible of a person they are. 
Like it literally is just core wrenching. You know what they remind me of? The people that kind of stand with Akito and be like, oh, you know, they deserve to be forgiven or that. They remind me of Jeffrey Dahmer kind of fans or Ted Bundy fans that wrote them love letters. That's exactly the kind of people they are. Just throwing that out there. They nasty. I agree with you. But so what what I will say is the short on Akito today, and like I said, I'll give a whole whole day when I uh, formally drag them because in two Mm. to fight them. But my thing is this. So just because you ex- you were traumatized or you were abused or you weren't treated right by um, an adult in your life will never today, tomorrow, 10 years ago, 100 years ago, 100 years in the future, make it okay to single-handedly <laughs> be mm. the <laughs> creator of intergenerational trauma. Like... Not only did they traumatize people who were their age, they traumatized people in the generation after that, and technically the generation after that, because I feel like Shigure, Hattori, and Aya were in, uh, Kurano were like in their generation, and then it's mm-hmm. like Kyo, uh, Yuki, Yuki, Haru, and I would say Momiji probably, yeah, because he's the same age as Haru, mm-hmm. and then after that, uh, Oh, and Ren Ren is also in their uh, generation. But I think because of the age difference, I'm not sure if Kisa and... uh, What's my boy's name? Kisa and... Oh, I forgot the sheep. Um, What's his name? Kisa and... I love him, so I don't... I can't... I don't know why I can't think of his name. Hero. Dang it. And I'm... Hero! Oh, man. But yeah, <laughs> they might still be technically in the same generation, but it's, that's at least two generations where you were single-handedly, and then it's not even just like, you weren't just mean to people, which still would be hard, bad enough. Like, you single-handedly and for each ca- each character I just named, if you didn't do a combination of the, these things, you either psychologically abused them, physically abused them, emotionally abused them verbally abused them but for most of them you did a you did a variety of all of those things so to me mm. you know and that's the thing i that i really can't stand is a and then i'm gonna go to what i'm gonna do today because again like i said if i go through it it's gonna be long <laughs> <laughs> um and i just started the energy <laughs> like today but, is not um, the day to drag your ass right but um for the people who stand up for them or you know what they feel sorry for them or they forgive them you know for me Gosh. i can i can i empathize for what they experience from um one of their parents but i'm to me that's just never going to that's never going to um for me you know i guess you can do your, what you're gonna do but it's like by not by using that as an excuse then you're taking away accountability you're saying that they can't be accountable for that when yes they are they knew what they were doing it was purposeful so um Mm. and even if it's accidental you still can abuse you know if you're not fully aware that still doesn't take away from what you did to someone but it we've seen it we know that they wanted to they wanted to break people down they did this on purpose and if you put someone if they felt like you put someone above them then the the ease that they would physically psychologically emotionally abuse someone and literally 
try to take all of the, you know, the possibility, like, you know, when we were talking about the song earlier, the home song where it talked about having yeah. a faint light, they were the reason why most of them have a faint light. That <laughs> is why they did like, so, you know, and that's what my thing is where it's just like, you know, if you want to, you know, for some people care for the character development, they see that's enough to change how they feel about those people. But for me, when we're talking about like, abusers even if they become better people the best i can give them for me is just like a you know that's good for you that you know you finally decide to to be better like you know another character like that for you know and again if you feel that way that's how you feel i'm just saying for me myself and i for me in my house that i feel the same way about endeavor so i'm just saying for me it just doesn't equal out so that goes so that goes into what I decided to make it so I can make it short and sweet today. Hmm. I don't know if this would technically be fighting or defending though. Defending. Okay. This would mean be, uh, be me defending characters that choose not to forgive. Oh. Because I feel like a lot of like fans and like people who don't really have a, a clear view of like what it takes to heal or what, what takes place or, you know, healing, you know, or you forgiving them and, you know, now seeing them in a different light, you know, that's good for you. But I think that it's really good. And I think there should be more representations of like in media in general, but especially like, you know, when you think, if you think about like even anime, there's so much of like, Oh, you have to forgive them to heal. You have to forgive them. You know, that's how you move on. You know, all this stuff where if we're being, you know, 100% honest honest. and I can speak on this because I have a degree in this oh yes let them know but you know forgiveness isn't necessary to heal I'm gonna say it again forgiveness isn't Mm. necessary to heal and I think it always should be the choice of the person who was harmed so you know we hear all these things where you know people are told that they have to forgive their perpetrate the perpetrators of their harm because you know that's how they move on that's how they work through it that's how that how they heal a lot of times all that does is teach them that you know the person who harmed them the person who you know violated them the person who abused them is still above them like that's still putting the light on oh you have to do this for this person who enacted the harm in the first place no cut all that out mm. uh record scratch unplug the uh lights mm, off unplug the cords power out like fuse box on fire like no stop and stop right yeah. there so i think that what i really enjoy is seeing characters who don't who don't forgive who like you know they decide to move on but for them forgiveness isn't part of it so I'll give examples. So I think two good examples are Reen from um, Fruits Basket and Natsu from My Hero, which is Todoroki's older brother. And um, oh. so, so basically what happens is, you know, if you've seen Fruits Basket, you know all that Akito's done. And, you know, basically everyone forgives them or, but even with the people who forgive them, I, I, most of them still decide to, you know, not have them a part of their lives. And one, one one thing I will say is that I will say with Akiso and Endeavor afterwards, they're not asking for that. Um, ask, like assuming that, you know, that means that people want to be in their lives. They even said that. They just said that they're going to try to, you know, seek. They don't even use the words redemption, but basically that's what it is. You know, 
not to try to be back in people's lives, which I mean, I think that's important because if you're doing it for that, then it's still not fully genuine because it's still based mm-hmm. on what you want versus what they want. But at the same time, I still feel like because of it's so easy for people, you know, and this might not, you know, and I think, you know, maybe for certain people it's because they still see it as a show. So they see it differently, but I just think that that can also speak to, but I think a lot of people are, have been, I saw like, especially with Natsu, they were really hard on him. Like, Oh, well, you know, Endeavor's doing with this and that. And like, why can't you forgive him? He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. Mm-mm. Like that doesn't mean that he still is, you know, he can't heal. That doesn't mean that he can't work through it. That doesn't, what he's experienced. That doesn't mean he can't move on. That doesn't mean he can't still have healthy family relationships or other relationships. But I think to think that, and to say that, you know, people who decide not to forgive are holding a grudge. No, when you, if you violate me, you know, in any way, you know, you can even just be mean to me. You can even, you can, someone, no one's owed forgiveness. You don't have to, oh, well, you know, when people say, oh, well, they just did that. Okay, well, you can forgive them if they did that to you. But if I decide not to and to move on and heal in the way that I need to heal, um, then I can do that. Simple as that. Like, I don't don't have to. Because then again, that's doing it for them. That's not doing it for me. So I think when survivors and people who experience those things, if they decide to forgive and that's a part of their process and it's genuinely a decision that they make, obviously I a hundred percent support it. But if they, it's a decision they feel like they have to make, that's a different mm-hmm, conversation. Mm-hmm. Just to make the other person that traumatized them feel better because I feel like they might feel as though they'll have guilt if they don't do it. I was like, I don't mm-hmm. want them to feel bad. So I gotta, let me forgive them. Even though, if, you know, in their heart, as you've been saying, it's not what I want. I just don't want them to feel bad kind of thing. And it's kind of like guilt tripping them. In right. a sense, it is. that's that's completely unfair and unwarranted to be say the least. Like you aren't owed forgiveness after you've caused me harm in any fi- um, way, shape, or form. None, not a lick. Period. No, I mean it's uh, simple like that, and that's another reason why I love like how Natsu Natsu's character is, where even you know there's a situation um, where you know there's a villain and they take him, and then like Endeavor still saves him, and mm-hmm. you know it's like. You still can see that, you know, he appreciated that, but he still feels the way that he feels. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important, you know, versus <clears> seeing, because, you know, most of the, the characters are at the point where they want to, they want to forgive him. And although I still kind of feel like even with Todoroki, it still kind of feels like they're pushing it a little bit. Cause I still think genuinely, if he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to. Um, yeah. But especially yeah. for Natsu, where I feel like people underplay the way that, um, that neglect is also abuse because you know, you know we don't. It doesn't seem that he physically abused anyone other than from what we see, the mom and um Shoto. But mm-hmm. neglect is also <clears throat> abuse. He basically told uh Natsu and I think their sister's name is Fuyumi. Okay, y'all don't y'all can't uh be the one to be all might. You don't have the both quirks. Your your quirks not powerful enough. Okay, then let me have another baby and not even Ooh. like, you know, you exist to the point that, okay, you are a child of mine, but I don't see you. I just, that's the only purpose or that's the only like significance you have. He didn't get to know them. He didn't have a relationship with them. He saw them mm. as like, you know, damaged goods really. He Because mm. they couldn't, 
And then first off, having kids to to try to beat your rival, there's a whole lot of things wrong with that. But I'm not even gonna get in that today. But I just I was gonna really say they Oh sorry, 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 go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go go ahead what you're gonna say. Oh, I was gonna say when you oh shoot, you poop poop. I just had thought when you said damaged goods, Southern is damaged goods. Um, it'll come back to me, girl. It really, it okay. really just left. Okay. Well, just if you, if it, if it comes back, you can just say like, oh, I remember. And then you can go. But um, okay. yeah. So I think that, and then not only experiencing that, because like I said, neglect still is abuse, but then also witnessing, hearing, his mom and his brother being abused and you not letting that he totally literally could not have a, a relationship with them really until um a little bit after you know he started personally personally changing uh after going to ua so what for first 15 14 15 years of his life or maybe because you know when they were like kids he was like baby um he couldn't have a relationship. Like he's literally just now really getting to know them because of his dad. So, and you know, they're starting to re, you know, connect and everything, reconnect with their mom too. So I think that's another thing too, where I really think that when you experience that it's normal to, and it's not even, you know, people see it as unhealthy. It's also health the same way that it's healthy that some, uh, a survivor can decide to, or someone's been, you know, harmed and abused, um, can decide to, forgive it's also healthy to decide that okay i I, i'm not and that doesn't mean that i can't heal i mean so it would just be depending those characters because i feel like a lot of times people are like oh well he did this this and this okay well okay yeah that still doesn't mean there's some things that you know the only way that you can really make things right is if you could go in the time machine and never and uh never do that but there is no possible way for you to do that so if someone decides, okay, I forgive them and move forward with them, or someone decides I forgive them and I don't want a relationship, or someone decides I don't forgive them and I don't want a relationship, all of that is fine and healthy, especially when, you know, it's con- considering what we're, like, in that, with the mind frame that uh, I was talking about. So, yeah, I think that... um I really love that, you know, the examples that we do see. And I think there should be more of them because, like I said, there's some things that, you know, you can't make up make up for. Being a better, Endeavor being a better person now, Akito being a better person now, that doesn't erase what they did. Okay, good that, you know, they finally decided to get it together. But, I mean, that still doesn't make <laughs> Finally decided. Right. That's why I'm that's why I'm saying like the best I can give them is good for you, but for me that don't mean nothing about the change of your character. I don't care. For me like, in my house. You're you're always gonna be like like you can't and especially I think when we think about and I think Endeavor and Akito are good examples because they did it to several members of their family and in, in different ways. Not just one. So right. So I think although of course one would be, you know, bad enough and I still would feel yeah, the same yeah, yeah. but it's just like multiply. It, so yeah, like they. Mm-hmm. The best I can give you is like that's good for you, but you know, I would be of the same mind. Like you know, there's just not, you know, there's a, a such thing as too little, too late. Okay, you got it together now, but sometimes, so, wait, almost is never enough. You know, so oh my goodness, to quote uh <laughs> the Ariana Grande song or Brandy, oh almost goodness. doesn't count. So. Oh my um, goodness. That's my 
make sure you know when you're you have these judgments as like a watcher think about yes you know one you might be thinking uh, in your life if this happened you would change or you you would forgive them and want a relationship or you were forgiven them or not. But guess what? Just because that's what you would do, that's how you would heal. That doesn't mean that was that's what's best for everyone. And feeling or shaming people because they don't want a relationship with their dad that was abusive to their family members up until six months ago. Like, be fucking for <laughs> real. Like, come on now. Um, so yeah. Mm. That's all I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> Just a <So>, light. <laughs> Light, you know that not deep at all. You know, just something on the surface. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, family trauma and abuse. That's just like you know a little. You know, that's like a little. Uh, you know, when you're in college and they do those icebreakers, just a little icebreaker. <laughs> oh my goodness! But that yeah, was crazy. Um, did it come back to you? It did not. I can't think right. of what I was going to say. And it was because you had said, oh, him. And I, th- I think I was going to say something along the lines of he just saw them as disposable, which is essentially what you said. But I can't remember exactly what I had worded because it was more than just that. It really was. Um, yeah, it did not come back to me. What I will say, though, to re- relate it in real life, um, it's not by any far, by any means like on a traumatic scale as what someone did to me but I personally have a very bad habit of saying sorry Mm -hmm. to people and what I mean by that is I'll be walking I'll be the one holding the door and let them pass and I'll Mm -hmm. say oh sorry as if I did something wrong when the Mm -hmm. bitch should have said thank you to the begin with and I have a very very bad habit of that and I started to catch on more especially when people started to call me out for like Bria why are you saying sorry for one and two you don't owe them an apology. Most of the times it's white people, to be very honest. It's a lot of white people because the industry I work in, 90, right. <laughs> 96% of the people, white. Point blank period. And um, with even just in life itself, I have a bad habit of doing that. Or I will be the one to move off the sidewalk. And I know Tiana and I talked about a study that we had both seen where it basically is called out that white people see anyone that isn't pretty much of their caliber, what they consider on the same level as an object, as far as walking on a sidewalk. So they're not going to move because they don't even see you as human. Don't remember what the study is. If I remember it, I'll, I'll um, have her link it in the description. But when I started to think about that stuff and I was like, yeah, I really always do apologize. Yeah. I always am moving for them. Yeah. I'm always doing this. I'm sick and tired of myself for that. I really am. I get sick and tired of it. And so I've made it kind of my mission you know, to be more stern with mm-hmm. not saying sorry to everyone. And it's not just white people. It basically is, but it's not just all, but it really is. Um, not saying sorry to them for things that I don't need to apologize for. For one, I've learned, I don't have to explain myself right. for saying no. If I say no to one, not wanting to work, I don't owe you an explanation as to why I don't want to do it. It could be a variety of things or it could just be no, but people always pry for more. They're like, Oh no, why not? None of your goddamn business. The answer is no. And then when you start to right. get, um, what is it? When you start to put your foot down, they're like, why you got to be rude about it? Why do you have to pry into my business? I said, no, my answer is not changing. What thinks that you asking me what my reasons are is going to prompt me to give you something more of what you're wanting to hear or think it's going to change my mind because I don't owe you anything. You don't owe me shit for telling me no, if you don't want to work, I, it's not my business why you don't want to. Right. It's not my business. It's not your business. And I feel like at this day and age, people need to understand that. 
And with my job and occupation, people don't understand that. Right. If you do like any type of service work, like they see it as like almost like you're you're like in service to them when it's like, no, that's not what this is. That is not. So I would just like to say if anyone else has the same issue I do or anything like that, start to make it your mission to not apologize because you don't owe anyone an apology because you're not sorry. What did you do wrong? You held the door for them. Or if you decide not to hold the door. And they're not there and they're not there to grab it. That's not your responsibility because most times I'm telling you, I am the one. If I hold a door and you don't say thank you, I'm like, you're welcome. I say it with attitude. I have no remorse about it because I did you a favor. And if you weren't taught manners in your household, I'm sorry for you, but I'm going to let you know over here in my household, we say please and thank you mm-hmm. before and after everything. So ooh, for me, that that's so just hard really- hard undergrad with all, all those white people. Ooh, there were some times. What's that? What's that? Have you ever seen that Boondocks episode where they talk about a nigga moment? Nah, which one? So basically it's this episode and they're just talking about like nigga moments where it's just kind of like where things happen and just the way that they happen. It just like, you know, so for example, if it's just like a bad day and, you know, let's say something happens to your car and then let's say that it's hot outside. And then let's say like the, the thing that pushed you over the edge is like someone like stepping on your new shoes and you almost have that moment where (laughs) they call it a nigga moment. Then I understand it all too well. No, I'm telling you, but I'm, but you know, like at a at a school for pre- predominantly uh, white student body, they don't. They said uh, manners don't exist to me. Like with the door, they will let the door hit you in your face. You will they be right behind them, and it's just like, okay, Tiana, okay, Tiana, okay. The Tiana. thing that kills me about it when you say stuff like that, they want to. I kid you not, they want to be acknowledged by. I don't know if it's just for black people because I can only speak for us or it's for other people of color, but they want to be acknowledged by us so bad in any way, shape or form, whether that's you coming in at work or anything, saying hello or acknowledge them when you were in class in grad school, whether that's you agreeing or disagreeing with their point, you know, they have a very bad habit. And I know you've experienced this girl where they're talking out the side of the net. Cause it just happened to me yesterday at Ross and the lady came on the intercom intercom and she was like, Hey, excuse me, Ross customers, please do not take the tags off of items. Um, you know, you're damaging our goods and now we can't sell them. Don't do it. Right. She was a black woman that said it. And she didn't say it with a lot of sass or anything, but she said, just don't take the tags off. And I didn't even have to look up. I could hear it. I, they, I know what white people sound like. He was like, oh, honey, watch out. Don't take the tags off of this or she's going to get you. Kind of just like that. And I didn't look up. And I was like, oh, fuck, here they go. I said, I don't have the tip. But he was, I knew he was, it was me at the um, blanket section, him and his wife or whoever, right there, they were right at the end of that, um, end of the hallway or end of the whatever you call it where the rows and column and then there was another young black lady that was on the other side of a cart but she was a worker because i was talking to her for a minute and then he was saying something and then he looked he's like oh you work here you're one of the ones watching this kind of thing that's what he said and i was like oh these fuck ass people like i was like you're probably the one that's taking the stuff out the thing but then you want to go up to the register and complain about the stuff that's damaged goods like someone took this off can i get a discount no you can't it's, it's like that. And I was like, uh, so annoyed. But they were saying stuff because they wanted someone else in the store besides his wife to acknowledge what he was saying. He said it like two times. And I didn't look up and I didn't like turn my head or anything. Because I was like, you ain't about to get me caught up in your stupid shenanigans. I'm not but the one, the, the two or the three. No, right. And if that's the thing where it's like, honestly, white people like that or, you know, for my, in my opinion in general. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, you just, th- you think that, you know, because of like, your place in society, your you think that your th- your thoughts, your words, your feelings are more important than they are. <laughs> I like I mean, the keywords you think. 
like that's the thing because it's just like if you if you weren't doing that if she wasn't talking about you then um it Might let it fly she's not talking about you but then to like yeah. then it's just like oh but then you have to make um do a microaggression where you know yes. because best believe if it was a white lady who said that he wouldn't said shit but because it's not a black anything. lady oh she's aggressive she's gonna get ain't nobody care about you mm. like please everybody mm. she clocking in and out the same way that everybody got to do at their job so it's just Thank like you. please mind yourself but, um but yeah sorry <laughs> that was important I didn't mean to ramble on for a second, but it caught me. Like, I was like, wait a second. I had something to say, but that wasn't it. But that was something. But, <laughs> but yeah, so with huh. that, it's your turn. Who are you fighting or defending? I guess, you know, it kind of leads into kind of what we were just talking about. So with that being said, this month, as everyone knows, October is the biggest month for Blacktober. Round mm-hmm. of applause. Yay. With that being said, I am defending, and I'm being very specific in how I'm telling you guys this. I am defending everyone black, specifically though, all of the anime characters, black anime characters that were done right. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. Because we know that being black or a person of color represented in animes isn't what we typically see. You see a little Mm -hmm. dibble a dabble sprinkle every now here and there. However... How it all started off wasn't how things are today, such as Carol from Carol and Tuesday or Machiko right. from Machi and Hachin or Mirko. They weren't always great or on the rise. They started off as being people, and T, you were the first one to introduce me to this because I said, bitch, ain't no way. Ain't no hell. <laughs> ain't no way. But people like Mr. Popo, look him up from Dragon Ball Z. He's the exact epitome and replica of blackface. The exact you have people from Pokemon, like Jinx, like just the anime character, the anime character, the Pokemon character herself. She's very dark, plum purple, big old red lips, long hair, and just the another epitome of someone that was modeled after blackface. You have people like Staff Officer Black, another one from Dragon Ball Z. If y'all didn't know, I'm I have never watched Dragon Ball Z, and I never, I'm not gonna say I never plan on it, but it does not pique my interest mm-hmm. in the least. These might be some of the reasons why. I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't interest me. And then you got, you have plenty of characters that were just done wrong. And how they portray black people in animes or how they started off was very stereotypic, stereotypical. You have them with the extra, extra dark skin to wear as they have to be midnight black with the brightest red lips in the world. And I'm like, that's not how we are. Black comes in every form, shape, uh, at every color of a variation spectrum um, color grade. We do, mm-hmm. but you with every anime character that they were doing to begin with, they exaggerated to make it the color black as shoes, as if we didn't come in other colors to make us look like we were blackwashed. Blackwashed? Yes, that's what I meant to say. And with that being said, with one of the people, what caught me completely off guard because I was like, nah, ain't no way they did this. Um, from Shaman King or Shaman King, however you want to say it. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. I haven't no, watched I haven't. it. I've heard the, the name, but I haven't seen it. I have heard it about the manga and stuff, but when I, I remember they had a black character on there and I was looking this stuff up and the guy that was on there, his name to just begin with, his name is Chaco Love. So let's start there. Mm-hmm. Chaco Love. Yeah. Why, why in any way, shape or form did you have to give him a name with chocolate in it? And not only that, they gave him an Afro, which is fine. They gave him exaggerated lips, which was not okay. He was 
um, what was it? His outfit was, um, I think on the bottom of him, he had uh, a traditional African wrap. If I'm not mistaken, I think so. But the way they portrayed him in, the, and I think his backstory was him being a gangbanger or a gangster or something, something along those lines. And I was like, mm-hmm. where did you get your information? I said, is that all you see us as in black, as black people? We have to be the thug gangbanging, um, over-exaggerated featured char- uh, characters. Because we're, we have so much more to offer for, for that. And I'm speaking to this because obviously anime comes from Japan. And as much as people don't want to admit it, as much as us as a black community don't want to, some of us don't want to acknowledge the fact that racism still exists in Japan towards people of color, specifically black people. It's there. And there's no way of getting around that. And it is portrayed, or let me say it was more so portrayed in earlier on animes and it's getting better, but it doesn't mean that Racism just disappeared from Japan. Mm-hmm. Just like um, the cases with dealing with sexual assault that aren't talked about as much in Japan, they didn't just go away. None of that stuff has just gone away. Just for people to understand, stay woke because it's not gone. And if anything, you need to be more active and prevalent about being on top of it and having a voice to speak out about these things now than ever before. Because once you let this stuff die, it's kind of like when you have the flame, keep it going, burn it up and let people know What's going on? Because once you let the flame die, it's so hard to get it started again and get people back on with understanding what's right and what's wrong within animes. So So I'm defending everyone that was done right. And if you have been keeping up with us on Instagram and Twitter, anything like that for this month of October, we are doing 31 Days of Blacktober where we are highlighting anime characters that, sorry, the house phone's going off, but Black anime characters that were done the right way that actually had a platform where they were rightfully acknowledged in ways that they should be. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what <laughs> I had to say about that. No, that's a good point. And I, uh, um, I agree. That's a good one. And um, important, like you said, to see. I mean, racism still is uh, good and alive in America. So I just... Oh, baby, kind of believe like, it. <laughs> so I just think it's kind of like... Uh, what word would I use? Um, I, I'm gonna just use just because I can't think of a word. You know, I try to be careful with the language I use. Um, I, you know what? It's wild. There we go. That's the word I'll wild. use. It's wild to think that it's better in other places, or it's not like anti-global. Not anti-global. We know anti-blackness is global, so it's just like to think yes. that you know. Oh, it's better over there. It's not better. I mean, mm. it's only better here if you compare it to an older time. But still, when you really look at it a lot, it still isn't by, you know, mm. a whole a large standard. So honestly, it's just like, yeah, I don't it's, see how you would think that. I will say else, I did. But- when you said you want to use your words carefully, a word that a girl used, which I felt like was like, hmm, that's pretty much exactly what it is. To describe how people just in general look at Japan, she used the word romanticized. Yeah. And I yeah, think a that... Lot of fetishizing too. Yes. I think that fits very well. People romanticize. You You know, you've never been there, never done it. You see what you see in animes. You hear what you hear. Mm-hmm. But you don't know Japan. Just like you can see that, like, boom. I see Beyonce. I know who she is as how she portrays herself to the world. 
I don't know mm-hmm. Beyonce though. I don't know Beyonce. I don't know her as a mother. I don't know her as a wife. I don't know her as any of that stuff. And that's what people need to understand until you experience it or you do your research or you go in firsthand, get your toes wet. You, you won't understand and you don't understand. Mm-hmm. So just don't take it as lightly as it just being the best place on earth because people, I don't know why or who I can see why, but I don't see why. Nope, mm-hmm. I don't see why. People try to sell the American dream to everyone. I'm still trying to find this American dream that we are speaking of. Because I mean, it is as a dream, because it don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Boom. That is enough said. So <laughs> But yeah, so that's it for um today. Thanks for joining us. Um Again, uh, thank you for all the support. Continue to, you know, listen, download, share, repost, Mm -hmm. you know, when we post. uh, Yeah, and we're looking forward to, you know, continuing to give y'all, you know, the good stuff. The best that we have to offer. Exactly. And Um, um, mm -hmm. on Instagram and Twitter, you can find us at those anime girls with a Z and then, you know, any questions, anything, you know, suggestions, you can always email us at ask those anime girls with a Z at gmail.com. And, uh, you can find us on Apple music, Google podcasts, yes. Spotify, Amazon music podcast, and, uh, I Heart radio. So with that, um, yeah, you have yeah. any uh, last thoughts or? I think no, that's pretty much it. I'll say it once. I'll say it again. AWA October twenty seventh through the thirty first, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth, thirtieth through the thirtieth. Sorry, October twenty seventh through the thirtieth. Be there. It's gonna be amazing. There are supposed to be a good bit of people going there. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, that's all I had to say. And happy Black Tobe, everyone. Enjoy. Uh, let's. Let's just stay tuned for our next episode. Yeah. So we're going to see y'all uh, then. So peace. Uh, see y'all Bye. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>